How do you think God feels about your busyness and your hustle? Let's talk about that with our next speaker. Building spirituality, family, health, and business. This is The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant. All right, Giant Builders, it's Tuesday and it's two o'clock. I have a guest here. Her name is Erin Harrigan. And we're just going to explore the areas of hustle and bustle in God. Mm. How's that sound? (laughs) (laughs) That sounds great. (laughs) How are you, Erin? I'm doing great. It's such an honor to be on the show. Oh, thank you so much. Um, Why don't you tell us what you do? Absolutely. So I am a Christian wife of almost 29 years. I'm an empty nest mom to two adult daughters. I love tacos. I love the beach. (laughs) And I work with ambitious Christian businesswomen to help them stay focused and fruitful because they're often adrenalized by the hustle, but the hustle tends to be very frantic and sort of this constant working and overachieving approach. And I believe that we can redefine that and pursue success God's way and work with calm and joy. Oh, that sounds so wonderful. Tell me more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, I grew up a driver's driver achievement chaser. I like to say I'm recovering from that. So I spent the bulk of my career in corporate, working my way up the ladder, fighting tooth and nail, constantly working, putting work on a pedestal, making it my idol. And even did the same when I started my own network marketing business back 12 years ago in 2010. Mm -hmm. And I had success, Lois, but what I found in 2014 is I hit this wall where I had all the material success, but something was missing. And what I didn't know at the time until a fateful conversation with a mentor is that We all have this hole and it's meant to be there because God is there to fill it. He makes us desire him, but we often don't know it's him that we're desiring. So I was very into the hustle and working hard and, you know, doing more and being more and all the more mantras of the world, but I was very lost. And as I was working my way to the top and lost, I found Jesus through my mentor and That changed everything about how I would view and do business. And I began to feel him pruning me. I began to feel him stripping away some layers and then showing me what it meant to let him lead. And, you know, often we're really good at having him lead us in life. But for those of us in business and entrepreneurs, like we want to be in control of that. So it is my philosophy that when we allow God to lead us in business and in life, when we allow him to define and direct us, and then we just put our faith, our feet to faith and put some discipline around that, that he will mold us, he will develop us, and he will show us a way to show up in life and in business uh, with a calm and a joy so that we can really reflect Jesus in the marketplace in a way that left to our own devices (laughs) would repel people from wanting to know what our hope and our joy is. Right. So. Give me some clue on redefining the the hustle and pursuing success God's way. Yeah. That's that's not a unique path. 
Right. So hustle, as we have come to know it in the world, is very aggressive. It's very all-consuming. It tends to lead to burnout. But we believe that we have to overfill our plates in everything that we do. So whether you're a person in business or, you know, a person in life, like this is just what the world sort of demands of us. And I read a book by Melinda Fuller. I believe it was called Obedience Over Hustle. And what I love that she said was that if you read Mark chapter four, you see that Jesus is very busy, right? He's working with one-on-one. He's working in small groups and large groups. And so you could say, well, Jesus is hustling, right? It never says that in the Bible. Yeah. However, if you look in the dictionary, one of the first definitions before the aggressiveness is to work with intention. That hustle is to be intentional. It is to be timely with a bit of a sense of urgency. And if you look at what Jesus was doing, he was always intentional. He always put his father first. And he knew that he had a limited amount of time for his ministry. And so I believe that redefining hustle means doing it Jesus's way. Some people call it a holy hustle. I just tend to think of it as we can redefine this in a way that allows us to walk out whatever assignment God has given us. And therefore, pursuing success God's way is very different from the world because it's not wrapped up in us being defined by our productivity, by our achievements, by accolades. It's not relying on the ever-shifting sands of the world to determine whether or not we're successful. God's definition of success is really about our obedience and that pursuing success his way is very much abiding in the vine. It's very much what he told Joshua, right? Meditate on my word, stay close to me. I will be with you wherever you go. And if we can stick to that, then we learn to pursue a level of success that's about kingdom impact. It's about service. Uh, and God is going to provide where he guides regardless. So that that redefining of hustle and tapping into and leaning into that obedience and anchoring ourselves and who he says we are and how he wants us to operate sometimes always looks very different than the world. And sometimes it's a little uncomfortable for us, especially as high achieving people or overachievers, because slowing down, we think is not the way to go. But God's like, no, 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 do this at my pace, do this in my timing and by my will. Now, sometimes I have to look, sit down and, and just say, Lord, in your time. Yes. Because I feel that stress inside of me going, Mm -hmm. oh, there's two more hours to this day. You can do more, you know? Right, and so, right. And my husband helps me balance that because I do have a workaholic tendency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And but here's the thing. I was just going to add to that. You know, God made us to be ambitious, right? I mean, God made, before Saul became Paul, he was ambitious. His ambition was just misguided, right? So if you think about it that way, that when when he met Jesus on the road to Damascus and Jesus took the scales from his eyes, and then he could see how to direct his ambition. It's the same for us. Like we describe it as being a workaholic. We describe it as being an overachiever. And I, and I believe that God wants us to know, like I made you to have the capacity to do more, but I want you to allow me to direct you in what that more looks like. Yeah. 
And I think also the being in relationship with God, mm. sometimes my I see my eyes open more yes. to what people need. Mm. You know, I mean, it's if I have a client sitting in front of me and I say, you know, hey, what's wrong? And they start pouring out their heart. I'm going to pray with them right then. That's right. And, you know, I think God, if we just go beyond the fact that, hey, there's a customer in front of me, they've mm, got mm. their checkbook out, you know, and really build that relationship. Yeah. That makes a big difference in just building your business. And I, I really believe that God blesses us more when we look for opportunities to share him. Absolutely. Because you just, we just never know where that conversation will go. We never know how he will use us to bless someone else. Someone said to me in a conversation a few months ago that, you know, we never want to block someone's blessing by not being obedient. Right. Mm -hmm. So if we're going into these encounters, regardless of, you know, whether it's volunteering or work or what have you with, with asking the Holy Spirit to open our ears to hear what we need to say or hear, and then asking him to direct our words, right? That in that obedience is blessing, whatever that may look like. And I agree with you. It goes so far beyond the business piece of it, which is where I think that is, I know that that is why pursuing success God's way is so vastly different than the world, because the impact that we are able to make looks very different, but it has far reaching implications. How does this matter to entrepreneurs of faith? What di what difference does it make? Uh, you know, so often I encounter the women that I work with and they they've have success, but they're unfulfilled. Um, I just was reading online today. In fact, someone posted that, you know, if we are doing work, and we're not feeling excited about it or, or, or joyful about it. And, and I'm not talking about like rah-rah all the time. I mean, listen, you know, sometimes work is not that enjoyable, right? <laughs> yeah. But there is a piece of us, if we're, if we're really allowing God to lead us, that our work, that, that we know that our work has, has greater reach, right? And I think the difference that it makes, I know the difference that it makes for entrepreneurs of faith is that very often we have separated faith and business in some way. And so we think, okay, well, I, I am very close to you, Lord, and I'm doing life with you, but this is business and I got this, right? Or this is my finances and I got this. But for entrepreneurs of faith to be able to integrate those two pieces, the faith and the business, and allow really ourselves to be unseated from that CEO and allow him to be the CEO, to me, we are better equipped in the services that we provide, in the audience that audiences that we serve. And maybe you're serving a secular audience. You're not, you know, your your clients, your customer base are not Christians, but you may be the only experience of Jesus that they get. And the only reason they get to experience that is because God put you in that business and crossed those paths for you. Right. So it is vitally important for us as entrepreneurs of faith to be starting and ending our day with the Lord, to be asking the Lord, what, what is the next right thing? Or what does my to-do list need to look like? Or even as we're setting goals, you know, 
I, God gives us free will, of course, but to lay those goals at the foot of the cross and, and be able to say this, these are the goals, but Lord, this is yours wherever, wherever you want to take me. What I, what I believe, and I've seen that outcome that's available to us as entrepreneurs of faith is that we don't get so tied in our identity to how well the business is doing or not doing to whether or not, you know, they signed this contract or that contract. The math is the math. And we know that that is true, but we're not wrapping our identity in it. And it's not becoming all consuming and the enemy wants it to be all consuming, right? Mm -hmm. To the detriment of our family and other relationships. So it's critically important. And, and I believe God gives us that, that gift of entrepreneurship so that we have kingdom impact. And as entrepreneurs of faith, he, he is where we turn. He is where we are anchored in everything. And isn't it amazing and fun to look back like a, a year ago and see where he was? Cause you can't, you can't see it when you're in the midst of it. That's right. But reflecting back, you're like, Oh, that's where you were. <laughs> Well, and it's so amazing to watch. I journal every day or almost every day. And I love when I write my prayers to then go back and date and and sort of give myself a few bullet points around how God actually moved, right? And it's so beautiful. It's like that Elevation Church song, right? Like, I believe you move the mountains and I believe I'll see you do it again. But he he always wants to surprise and delight us. So it's never the same way every single time, but you're right to be, to be in the middle of it and think even in those moments where maybe you're swirling with some doubt or distraction, but to think back and remind yourself, well, hold on, because remember what he did there, or, or here's where I was this time last year. And here's where I am today. And even if it looks nothing like you planned, it is far more amazing than, than you could have even imagined. And most often it even when it doesn't look the way you planned, you can begin to piece together like how much better it is for you. And it's such a beautiful thing. I'm looking at my bulletin board and I have a, a white index card with, you know, remembering how he's delivered me just over the past, you know, three or four years. And to sit back often during the week and look at that and think, my God, like how gracious are you that you did that? Right. Yeah. I know that it's hard for us as business owners sometimes to to make that decision to let people know that I'm mm -hmm. Christian or mm -hmm. just let business go and let that be just my private personal life. Mm -hmm. But I have a story that breaks my heart that I think says you know what you should do. So I had a friend who had a coworker that passed away and she went to the funeral and she came back and said, I'm so glad I went to the funeral because he was a Christian and I didn't even know it. Mm. And that made me very sad because a, he wasn't reflecting the fact or sharing the fact that he was a Christian, but look at all the other people at work that he could have been touching with God. Mm, mm, mm -hmm. So it made me really sad. And I guess, um, you know, still, you know, God made us to have our own free will. So we get to choose whether we reflect him in different areas like work or at home or whatever. But I think that's a good reflection of why we need to take a stand as business owners and say, I work for you, my business and God. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I love that. And, and it is sad to think about how many lives could have been different, you know, had that person spoken up and let's face it in the world today, <laughs> right? <laughs> There's yeah. so much backlash. I've had, interestingly, there's a, a networking group that I'm a part of. And when I first joined, I, I said, you know, I'm a Christian business owner and I had backlash. Like people said, oh, well that, you know, I don't believe that way. And that leaves me out. And at first I was, uh, you know, unnerved and kind of like, oh Lord, how do you want me to handle this? But when I took it to him and he graciously said, you know, let me worry about that. You know, you just go and you share your message. And I do, I will say that in some places I say women of faith, in some places I say Christian, because I know that in that circle, the women of faith who maybe feel like they know God, but don't know Jesus yet, mm -hmm. they can, they feel like I'm approachable to be able to have a level of conversation. I always say, I don't, you don't have to show up in the marketplace wearing, you know, waving your Jesus flag or um, my friend Avery Forrest says, wearing your Jesus is my homeboy t-shirt. But it's how you show up, even in small things, like when someone is having a hard time or you're, or a client or a prospective client is in a, you know, a rough place, just being able to say, hey, would it be okay if I prayed over that for you? And even being bold enough to pray for them right there, if, you, you know, obviously, if you feel comfortable doing that, that's something that I love to do. And in small ways, bringing that up, because- Here's the thing, like, yes, we're called to be bold, but we're also called to be among, like in the world, but not of the world. Mm -hmm. And I think that there are so many ways as entrepreneurs that we can bring that up, but we don't have to, we don't have to bowl people over, you know, we don't have to be screaming it from the rooftops. We can do it in a way that honors God and gives people an open door because there are people seeking I think they just don't always want to say it out loud. And we could be that calming, safe space where for some reason they're drawn to us. We know they're drawn to us because God is changing their heart. But we have an opportunity to show up with, with that love and that calm and that joy because these are people we may not have crossed paths with otherwise, except for through our business. Mm -hmm. So what does it look like working with you? So what it looks like working with me, I like to say that I give my clients a safe space, whether it's in my one-on-one -on -one coaching, I work with a number of clients one-on-one -on -one or through my group coaching, that I give them a safe space to integrate that faith in business. And when I say safe, what I mean is two things. One, they're not often talking about their faith in their business because their faith community loves them and supports them, but doesn't understand this whole business thing, right? <laughs> and sometimes their business tribe, if you will, doesn't get when they say like, I need to do this God's way, or I need to pray over it or what have you. So I give them a safe space to, to talk through that. And then safe stands for strategy, accountability, focus, and encouragement. So I work with my clients to set, some of them need help setting their strategy. What is it going to look like as I move forward and how do I make decisions, but honor God with that for others? It's accountability. Like I know exactly what God wants me to do. I'm just not consistent in it. So how do I build in accountability around that uh, or focus, right? How do I know that it's okay that I want to grow? It's okay that I want to earn an income from this business. It's okay that I want to evolve my business. Well, 
helping them through that with, with biblical foundation and scripture and prayer over that and then encouragement, but not fluffy encouragement, not encouragement. That's just like Pollyanna. Oh, everything's going to be great. And most certainly not prosperity gospel encouragement, right? Like God's going to bless you and give you riches, but encouragement without judgment. I'm going to hold their feet to the fire. And I tell people when they work with me, like you've got to be willing to be coachable You don't have to do everything that I say, but you have to be willing to listen and you have to be willing for me to pull out the Bible and say, well, here's what God is saying, right? Here's what he said about this. So working with women in that way, I love both my one-on-one and my group coaching. I love to say that my group coaching is for those that need community. They want to be with other women who leverage prayer and accountability to grow their business and a place where they can find discernment and belonging and connection. And But some people need to go deeper. And that's where my one-on-one coaching comes in. And I work with them twice a month um, at various t- you know, time limits, et cetera, um, to really help them unpack things whether, like I said, whether it's strategy, accountability, et cetera. Most of my clients have been in business for a good two years. So they've had some level of success. They're just feeling maybe a little bit lost or I want to grow, but I don't know how to do that. And I'm like, are you sure that that's what God wants me to do? And they have all different kinds of backgrounds. So it's not one particular industry or one particular kind of business. What they absolutely must have is they must love God and they must be willing to follow him. And maybe they're not sure if they have a relationship with Jesus, but at least they're open to understanding what that could mean for them. You must have an amazing group of women. (laughs) Oh my gosh. We have a lot of fun together. uh, Just, and we pray over just everything that you can imagine, you know, in, and being able to have a place to, to celebrate your trials and your triumphs, because in the business world, you know, we're sort of taught not to talk about the trials, um, but that's the only way to relinquish our control of it. And in our weakness, allow lo- the Lord to be strong. Yeah. All right. Well, how do people get in touch with you? So the best way to get in touch with me is you can go to aaronharrigan.com slash explore, and it will tell you about my podcast, my book, um, my visitor pass for my group coaching. Uh, You can also download my four keys to redefine hustle right there. It's a free download. That's the best way. Um, But I'm, you can certainly listen to the hustle with heart podcast on all your favorite channels and um, come find me on um, Instagram as Aaron D Harrigan. I like to hang out there. I do some funny reels, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but I love those out. (laughs) Yeah. Some of them are kind of really like, they're very cheesy, but Hey, God gives me the ideas and I just do them. <laughs> so yeah, I'd love to connect with anyone. And if there's anything, even if you just need prayer, please feel free to DM me. I'd love to pray over anything for you. Wonderful. Thank you. Yes. All right. Any closing thoughts? Closing thoughts. Um, friends, you are so loved. So loved. There is nothing that you can do that can separate you from that love. So when you're spiraling in that, what is my next step? And what if I mess it up? I promise you, take it to the Lord. He will guide you because he wants nothing more than for you to grow in his love and what he's made you to be. 
Well, thank you very much. Oh, such great, great sharing. All right, Giant Builders, go back and re-watch this one because I think everybody should see this one at least twice, if not three or four times. <laughs> but God does love you, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Thanks, Giant Builders. Thank you for listening. This has been The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant.